Welcome to the Stock Music Licensing Podcast, the number one resource for creating passive income selling stock music online. I'm your host, Daniel Carrizales, and I'm here to help you monetize your compositions. All right, welcome to episode 33 of the Stock Music Licensing Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about social media and why it's a waste of time of sharing your stock music on social media. But before we get into the content of this episode, this episode is brought to you by Stock Music Licensing Academy. You can go and check out the academy at stockmusiclicensing.com and you can learn more about the academy. Now, let's get right into the content of this episode. So why sharing your stock music tracks on social media is a waste of your time. Well, first of all, when you share a music track on social media like Facebook or even Instagram, the only people who are actually checking those tracks are your family, friends, and most likely other fellow composers. So you're not really targeting your your audience, your, your clientele, if you will. Uh, the clients are not there. You Unless you have a big pool of friends who happen to be doing video and they're video editors themselves and they're in need of music, then it's really wise to, yes, share your music on social media like Facebook and uh, Instagram and even Twitter, okay? But here's the thing. Social media is just a sharing platform, or they are sharing platforms. They're not search engines. They're not search platforms. Nobody's going on, on, on Facebook looking for stock music. Nobody goes on Instagram and starts searching for stock music so they can purchase it, all right? So that's the very first thing here to consider. I don't use social media platforms to share my stock music tracks. And if you notice very clearly what they're doing, uh, the libraries, what they do is that when you get a track, a music track has been accepted, it's been reviewed, and it's been accepted into the library and you have it on your catalog, what they usually say on the email, it says, well, well done. <laughs> we have reviewed your track and it's part of your catalog and it's live and it's ready to be purchased, okay? And they always say, some of them say something like, don't forget to share uh, this on your social media platforms or on your profiles in order to create awareness about your music. Now, this is a very clever thing that libraries are doing because what they're doing is pretty much telling you, the composer, to share okay, your music track, which been, just has just been approved in social media. But what they're really doing is a marketing tactic, which is really clever and really smart. Because what they're doing is just pretty much they're telling you to share that music track which happens to live on Audio Jungle or Pond5 or any other library that has been accepted. So really what you're doing is giving promotion or you're promoting and you're marketing not only your music track, but you're actually marketing Pond5 as a library. You're actually bringing in customers in and creating awareness of the actual marketplace, not your music track, Okay. The clients are already part of the marketplace. The clients already have a subscription or they have an account with Pond5 in Audio Jungle. They have already created an account so they can start buying music from these different marketplaces. All right. Now, you might think that um, I sound like a cynic. I'm just trying to save you some time. And I'm going to tell you what to do instead. All right. Because when you share your music on Twitter and you say, check out this uh, music track, which actually when you share your music uh, from Pond5 or Audio Jungle, they have like a template which you click on the Twitter uh, share button. It says, check out inspirational, uh, motivational track by, I don't know, 
purple cow or whatever on audio jungle but what you're really doing is actually promoting the website you're not promoting uh, your music so I, I have never ever ever in my years of doing stock music have gotten a single sale outside of the library okay nobody has approached me and said i bought this music track because you share that on facebook because of you sharing your music on Twitter, I actually came across that music track and it was so amazing that I actually went to your profile, created an account, and then purchased that music track. Okay, This has never happened. Now, if you're one of those composers who do this on a regular basis and you actually are getting clients, please let me know. You can leave... Uh Send me a message on Instagram, actually, okay? People that are uh, checking your social media feeds about your compositions, about the tracks that have been accepted, and even your music placements are fellow composers, all right? And your family, your mom, your wife, if you're lucky, okay? Nobody cares. And that's the reality of it. Nobody really cares about you releasing a music track on Pond5. And if you want to share it and you feel happy because this is one of those moments that you feel like you need to spread uh, the joy of having that music track on, on a library, that's fair enough. But don't expect customers to come to your profile because of it. I get a lot of students saying to me, well, my, my music track has no sales. And I have done my promotion. Well, you don't do promotion. There's no need to do promotions. Okay? You are part of a marketplace already. Search engines or searching engines inside the marketplace is what's going to help you find your music track. The client has already created an account with Pond5 or Audio Jungle. Pond5 is already doing the email marketing for you. They're sending emails on a regular basis to their customers, their clients, and even to the contributors. Okay, like myself and you, if you're part of Pond5 already, they're sending emails so you can download free stock footage, you can download free music. They're telling you, hey, check this out. This is what we're up to this month. Uh, go and check out the best sellers or not. They're already doing this, they're already pushing certain things, they're showing you trends. And I've done a video about this quite recently. So they're already doing the marketing for you, they have the power to do this. All right, And they're really targeting people that are already part of this marketplace or they're just creating even more awareness with people that are, might be interested in actually purchasing um, your music or whatever else they have available there. Okay, Remember that music is just one aspect of the stock uh, marketplaces like Pond5 and Audio Jungle. All right? And some of these websites, they uh, provide uh, a subscription base as well. I've just been invited by uh, Envato Elements, and I'm really learning about how the whole um, market marketing techniques works now here and how they are actually uh, bringing even more people uh, in order to subscribe to that website so they can play uh, a monthly fee and they can have unlimited downloads of music and, and photos and, and videos and, and whatnot. But these, these guys are already doing the marketing for you. I don't need to promote my music on Twitter. I don't need to promote my music on Facebook because nobody's checking. The only people that are, that are checking, like I said, is your friend that is a composer as well. So it's, it's really a waste of your time. You're not really focusing on what's important here. Now, what you could do instead is you can have a website. That's more clever. You can have a website and you can have a little bio about yourself and what you do. And you can have the links that will go to your profile. 
and that way you will create a little bit of more of an authority, if you will. And, and that will be like a, like a presentation card. Now, your website will live, obviously, in the internet, in the ether, all right? But at least that's like a presentation of what you do, what you specialize on, okay? And you can still have your, your Facebook and your uh, Twitter uh, when it comes down to your uh, royalty-free or your stock music uh, marketing tactics. But really, your website is going to serve uh, better, if anything, than promoting it on Facebook, all right? Especially if you're promoting it on Facebook, these things, you you share them now and they just disappear. Nobody can find those things anymore, all right? It's just, it's, it's there, only a few people will see it unless you want to do some Facebook ads and you start paying so you can promote your music, which is a waste of your time and money, by the way. So what else can you do? Well, you can create a YouTube channel, all right? Now, YouTube, I consider YouTube almost like a social media platform as well, but YouTube, here's the thing. YouTube is a search platform, okay? YouTube is like Google, and YouTube is owned by Google, but people go to YouTube to search for things. If you want to learn how to cook, you go to YouTube, and you, you pretty much just type in how to cook, all right? How to, I don't know, how to do scramble eggs, whatever. How to find royalty-free music for my video. Those are searchable terms that people are not only looking on Google, but they're looking at as well on YouTube. And YouTube is a search platform. And that's where you need to focus. Now, what are you going to do on YouTube? On YouTube, you can create videos and you can put your music on it. And you can promote little clips of your music, for example. You can create vlogs, all right? You can create all kinds of things on YouTube that it will help create awareness and maybe a video maker might find your music or maybe you might create even more uh, authority when it comes down to uh, really spread the message that you are a stock music composer. And now this is the main difference here between a search engine and a sharing platform. A sharing platform like Facebook and, and, and Instagram is, is just really, uh, you, you, have no, you don't have much control who's going to see this. Okay, and that's why Facebook ads come into play and Instagram ads as well. Yes, there are YouTube ads as well, but because it's a search engine, you have more chances of actually somebody finding your content on YouTube and even on Google. So if you have a website and you have YouTube, you can easily be promoting your music there and create even more of a, a presence online. Here's another thing that you should be doing, SoundCloud. It's very easy to create a SoundCloud, a SoundCloud account and you can have your music there very nicely curated into playlists or whatever collections and you can showcase your music. And you can always have a backlink to your profile, to your website, to Pond5 and Audio Jungle, all right? And yes, you can have Facebook and Twitter and all of this. But my argument here, and I know that a lot of composers out there have friends who they just do this on a daily basis. They like to promote their music and they just live and breathe by it, all right? And I had this conversation many times <laughs> in the past and it's just something that there are some who do it and they believe that they're making a difference and there's others that they don't believe it makes no difference, okay? And, and you can try it for yourself. I'm not saying don't do it. Do it, experiment with it, and tell me if you see any difference in sale. And then you can contact me and say, you were wrong. I made 10 more sales because I share my music on Facebook. 
All right. Now, again, this might sound like I'm a little bit of a cynic, that I'm a little bit of a, in a grumpy mood today, but it's the opposite. I like to save you time. I like to tell you the things uh, that work and the things that are just going to just be a waste of your time. It's better to really focus on quality music, on a very good title of your track. The description is key for your music to be found inside the marketplaces. And the same goes with the tagging and the keywords. These are the things that are going to make you the sell, not sharing it on Facebook. All right? Video makers are not looking around online for random tracks on Twitter. Okay? It just doesn't happen. They are already subscribed to other sites like Pond5 Audio Jungle or Epidemic Music, God forbid. This is very popular with the YouTubers. So once they have a subscription with this kind of libraries, okay, they're just there. They don't go out of there. They don't go and say, I'm just going to look outside of the marketplace for that music truck that I need. Everything is under one umbrella, all right? Now, my wife, she works as, a, as an editor for books, they use a lot, a lot of stock photography for the books. And she was telling me that they, they pretty much just do business with a few uh, stock uh, libraries. And once they are with one, they just don't go. They pay like an, an annual uh, corporate kind of like payment plan because it's a massive company, okay? And they, they really use a lot of photos on a daily basis for their books and, and editing. Uh, and they just don't get out of their way. They don't go out there looking for, A, for another marketplace. They already have a subscription. They already have paid an upfront fee for this. And they have X amount of downloads. So they, don't, they could care less if you're a stock photographer sharing your stock photography on Twitter or Facebook. They don't care. They really don't care. All right? And this applies to uh, other stock uh, marketplaces or niches like video. And that's why it's so important to just focus on your catalog, focus on your profile, focus on your music, okay? And just create a, a card, like a virtual card, if you will, or a presentation up front for your work, like a website, SoundCloud, and YouTube. I started my YouTube channel sharing my music. I did a little bit of a vlog here and there in the beginning, but I really wanted to promote my music. I downloaded some free stock videos from Pixabay, and I curate them. I did like a small movie uh, on my iMovie thingy. And I put my music track on top in a way to promote my music. And so clients can see how my music works uh, in a video. Okay, so I'm actually giving them an example. So the video is actually helping my music shine. And it's almost like a showcase. Okay, so it's a demo, a showreel, if you will. And to be quite honest, I love video and I love editing. I love to put my music on videos and see how it works. I like to be uh, play the video editor, if you will, and, and see how my music responds in, in that context. And uh, it, it's just a different thing, okay? That's, that's different than actually just sharing my, my track that's just been approved on Audio Jungle on Facebook because it doesn't make any difference. It's just like, yeah, whatever, okay? And your mom or your girlfriend or your wife might say, yeah, well done, you have one other track there that's been released, but you're not targeting the right client. The client is not there, okay? It's like trying to sell a hamburger to a vegan. They don't want to eat it. They want something else. So you have to be where the people are looking for this. You want to be in the eyes of the customer, of the client. And starting with a website and a YouTube channel, 
is key to this, okay? And if you can do things in an indirect way that is promoting your music, you're going to be a winner. You're going to be a 10 step ahead of the competition, all right? Because it's more likely that somebody will say, well, hold on a second, what is John doing over there? I see that he's sharing some, uh, some of his music with some videos on his YouTube. That sounds quite cool. I wonder, well, what is that? Is that a commercial? Is that a video that he made by himself to promote his music? And then if you have different videos of you, uh, I don't know, behind the scenes composing that music track, that seems quite interesting. And then if you can share the link to where people can license that music, now you're talking, now you're getting into business and you're really targeting people that might be interested in that, okay? Yes, like a video maker. And, and they might be a little bit more appealing to them and say, well, I really like how this guy is doing his music. I want to know more about him. And guess what? When people know about you, they're going to be more likely to buy from you. If you start thinking in a very unconventional way and promote your music in a very indirect way, especially on YouTube, where video is so powerful, where you can actually promote not only your music, but how you make your music, what do you do, where do you live, what do you like, how do you make that music, and how can you make both? If you can create a video and put the music together, your own music, now you're, now you're doing different things, you're being very creative, okay? And this creates attention, this creates a little bit of more uh, intrigue and say, okay, who is this guy? I see that he's promoting his music in a different way. All right, let me go to his SoundCloud. Okay, but you want to get your music in front of the right people, in front of the right client, in front of the right customers. Okay, video makers are the people who need your music. All right, now you have to be smart and really think how can you present yourself and what's going to separate you from the rest of the of the crowd, the rest of the uh, the people who are doing stock music in a different way. I do it in my own way by doing my vlogs. I do it by teaching others, by doing coaching, by doing videos of how I compose music, okay? And this on YouTube has <laughs> attracted attention from other stock makers, video makers, all right? I have friends who do photography. I go and follow some other people who are doing uh, stock photography and video, uh, uh, stock video on Pond5, and I follow them on YouTube, and I comment on them. I don't follow them on Facebook or Instagram, though, because it's on YouTube where the magic happens. And they can clearly see that I'm doing stock, uh, stock music as well, because when I comment, quite clearly it says stock music licensing. And that creates enough... Uh, curiosity for them to say, okay, this guy is commenting on another stock maker that happens to do stock photography or stock video. Let me see what this guy is doing. And I, I present myself very uh, uh, open. I say, hey, what's up? I'm, I can see that you're doing your stock photography on Pond5 uh, and you're doing a, a swell uh, stock video. I do stock music and I sell on Pond5 as well. I've done many, many videos on stock uh, music about Pond5 and I teach others to do the same thing. This creates a different uh, community. I'm not selling to this person directly, but I'm already entering the world of the video makers. I'm already entering in the world of other people that are doing the same thing like I am doing, but they are doing stock photography and stock videos, okay? They're not my client, they're not my direct customer or client, but they specialize on video and they might need music and they have a different world, so I'm really expanding myself. 
a little bit more, okay? And I'd rather do that than be all the time in the same place, try to uh, promote my own stock music to other stock composers, okay? What I do is different. What I do is that I teach others. I coach other composers. And that's where I separate my stock music, okay, promotion, and my educational promotion, if you will. So there's two different things, okay? I'm not trying to promote my stock music to my followers on YouTube or to you here on this podcast. I'm actually trying to uh, help you promote your own music in your own way, but at the same time educate you of how can you start making money with your stock music, and better still, how can you keep doing that on a regular basis like I do, like most of my colleagues do. All right, because that's what you want. What you want is revenue. At the end of the day, what you want to do is just compose your music, put it in the marketplace, let it do its magic, and you can carry on with your day. And what's your day going to look like? It depends on your lifestyle. I like to make music day in, day out. I like to do videos. I like to do podcasts. I like to be creative. I like to live a creative life. So that means that I don't like to waste my time on stuff that is not going to give me that revenue. All right, And what it does is that it gives me really laser focus on the things that are important. So when I have customers, uh, students actually, that they come to me and say, Daniel, what should I do? Should I do this with my music? How can I stand out of the crowd in a, in, a, in a saturated marketplace? This is what you need to do. You need to compose the best music tracks that can, you possibly can. You're going to compose 10 tracks of corporate music. 10 tracks of ambient music, 10 tracks of uh, pop rock music, if that's what you like to do, or 10 tracks of cinematic music, you can slowly build your catalog. Your portfolio will start to grow. I said that word again, portfolio, with an A. And you get the drill, okay? That's what's important. Another thing, you need to really focus on your descriptions. Your descriptions are really bad, okay? More often than not, description is, is, is a deal breaker for most of you because you don't know how to describe your music. I teach this. There's a blueprint for describing your music. It might seem like it's a funny thing. It might seem like it's not very important, but simply put in inspirational music track perfect for your media project is not good enough. Nobody's going to find that music track anywhere. All right? And I've done this mistake in the past. The same goes with the keywords, the tagging. I mean, this is the equivalent of copyright when you're trying to sell something. And it's so simple and yet so, uh, so easy to not do it right. So think about this all the time when you're composing your music. Because composing the music is, is easy. The, the hard part is to actually the file preparation. I was doing a, a one-on-one coaching yesterday. And somebody was asking me, because it just got started with uh, working with five different libraries. And he's like, wow, this is kind of like a big deal to, to upload all this music, you know. How, how, how do you do it? And I'm like, I've been uploading since ever, okay? This is all I do. Obviously, I do it on a full-time basis. This is what I do. I work full-time as a composer and as an educator. But my life goes around uploading, Okay. I spend all of my time pretty much uploading music tracks, file preparation, and composition is just one aspect of it, all right? So you have to be clever of how you want to spend your time once that music track has been done. And by sharing it on Facebook, it's not enough. By sharing it on Twitter, it's not enough. The only people who are checking this is the other composers. It's a waste of your time. Don't do it. It's better to share something else. It's better to share something else. Spend your time on the hard things. What's hard is to create a SoundCloud account 
and start building your catalog there as well. That's hard. And do the same thing. Try to, to go to SoundCloud and start uploading your music there and start describing your music as well and put some tags, all right? That's hard. Try to create a YouTube channel and start creating awareness around your music. That's hard. That's even harder. But it's a search engine and it will help you. Try to create a website, okay? And put your, your bio there, your about page. Who are you? What do you do? Why do you like to do stock music? Where do you live, okay? What's your favorite color? All of these little things matter to people because they want to know who you are. They want to know if you're somebody that is, are you a real person, okay? Why you like to compose music like this? All of these little things matter, all right? So remember this. Now, I hope this episode didn't come across as a, as a little bit of a grumpy one or a little bit of a, of a cynic. I'm not in, in, a, in a bad mood at all. I'm in a, in a fantastic mood. I just want to save you time. I really want to do, I don't want you to waste time doing things that are not going to give you sales. The end game for stock music is for you to make money. Straight on. You need to start thinking like a business person. Forget about being a composer. Once you start putting your tracks out there in the marketplace, you're not a composer, you're a business person. You need to think about business. How can you sell that track? Sharing it on Facebook is not going to do it for you. Unless your mom wants to buy that track. Because yes, your mom now happens to be on Facebook. Okay? You need to create awareness around your work in a different way. You need to think smarter. You need to be a little bit more original. Do the hard thing. It's very easy to just click the thing that says share this track on Twitter. You're just promoting Audio Jungle. You're, giving, you're making them free marketing. You're not promoting your track. You're promoting the whole library for free in the illusion that somebody's going to go and check out your music track. You're actually bringing people to the actual marketplace, all right? Because you are not Audio Jungle, okay? You are not Pong 5. You're just somebody who sells music in these platforms, in this marketplace. Let them do the marketing for you, all right? Now, again, leave in the comments section of this uh, episode, wherever you listen to it, What's your take on this? I would like to hear from you. Or you can just reach out on Instagram. Tell me your take on this. If you are a composer that likes to share your music on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram and you're getting some more sales because of it, let me know. Okay? Maybe we can do an episode about this as well. As always, I hope this episode of this podcast finds you well wherever you are in the world. Thank you very much for all the love and support. And as always, rock and roll. And here's to your success. (laughs) 